Hey guys, Wes and Ryan here letting you know that this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast is brought to you in part by Homefield, the premium collegiate apparel brand based right here in the United States of America out of Indianapolis just up the road. And these guys, they, they helped us as a sponsor last week. They're, they're a sponsor this week as well, going to be a sponsor here for a little bit. And the reason we are so, so happy about this, guys, is this company is awesome. You hear this kind of stuff a lot. Um, but the, these kind of vintage college shirts have been all the rage now for a while. That trend's not going anywhere. And Homefield is perhaps the very best company that does this. And these guys on Saturday opened up their Tennessee account. So you can go to homefieldapparel.com and they got 15 things to choose from on that site. And these are a lot of things. And when you talk about vintage stuff, a lot of people have this vintage stuff, but what makes Homefield different is they dig through the archives and the history of each school that they partner with. They find unique logos, mascots, and they in moments to make really thoughtful decisions about what they put on these shirts for this school. And for Tennessee, they got 15 pieces of apparel, including t-shirts, hoodies, crew neck sweatshirts, all kinds, all kinds of awesome stuff. And in the past, they've done things with Notre Dame, LSU, Texas, A&M, Wisconsin, Minnesota, UK, a bunch of others. Now they partner with Tennessee, and they're partnering with the Go Vols 24-7. And I'm telling you, I can finally talk about this stuff now. I think we both can, Ryan. Last week, they sent us stuff, and we couldn't really talk about it until it came out. We couldn't really preview anything. Um, but now I can tell you all 15 pieces are out. Uh, you can see the a lot of stuff with the Rifleman on it, a lot of really cool old smoky uniforms, Vol Navy, Pride of the Southland. These things came in. They are super soft. They are super comfortable. And since they came in now, uh, this was uh, last week, uh, my wife, has, who, who is pregnant, she can never find anything comfortable to wear. She wears that sweatshirt every single day now when she gets home. She just puts that sweatshirt back on, and this stuff is really soft and comfortable. It is, and uh, same same thing. My my wife has already uh, claimed the uh, the sweatshirt that came in. She she's a big fan of it. Uh, really soft, comfortable stuff. And uh, this is this is the kind of stuff that's right up my alley. It's it's a lot of sports fans are like the vintage looking stuff, and that's definitely what they have. And it's like you said, it's it's a bunch of unique logos you can't find on on a, on really any other stuff. Uh, there are plenty of Tennessee merchandise out there. Not anything that looks quite like this. And I think you saw that with the the on sale Saturday, a lot of excitement and, the, and some big numbers that, that home field had with this, uh, the launch of this line on Saturday. So uh, obviously a lot of Tennessee fans taking notice of it and uh, rightfully so it's some high quality stuff. And you know, the best part about this guys is right now you can go to homefieldapparel.com. Uh, you can also go, you know, through Facebook, you can go through the socials there through, through Twitter, Instagram, all those other things. But the easiest way is you go to homefieldapparel.com Go click on whatever you want, put it in the cart, and when you go to checkout, put in promo code VOLS247. That's VOLS247, VOLS247, and you get 15% off of your first order. You can go to homefieldapparel.com, click whatever you want in there. doesn't have to be Tennessee, but uh, probably, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably Tennessee. Go in there, click what you want, lots of cool stuff, put it in the cart, click VOLS247 right there at the end for 15% off. That's homefieldapparel.com. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten Rommel yet? 
up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a Saturday evening. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We're going to go across town to that home daycare center, that clown car full of children. So obviously that means we're going to go to Ryan Callahan, which means we have a recruiting breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Ryan, could you please tell the good people why we are having yet another one of these breaking news editions of the podcast? Yeah, second of the day. Uh, this this time, uh, not in addition to Tennessee's 2022 recruiting class, but the Vols getting their 2023 class started uh, with the addition of safety Jack Luttrell uh, from Georgia. He, uh, he committed during his visit Saturday uh, for the recruiting event Tennessee hosted that, that essentially wrapped up the summer. Uh, the August 1st marks the start of the August dead period for recruiting, so no more visits now essentially until the start of, of football season, uh, until Tennessee's season opener. So this was the, this was kind of the last hurrah for, for everyone across the country, but Tennessee had an event Saturday, and, and Luttrell came in for that. His second visit in a little more than a month, and uh, or actually a, uh, yeah, just four days past uh, a month to the day that he was on campus. Uh, right before the dead period started last month, he was on campus for their final camp of the summer, uh, impressed Tennessee staff there, and uh, had already uh, had an offer from Tennessee and uh, did, you know, admitted he kind of thought about committing last month uh, when, I, when I talked with him not too long ago. Uh, said, yeah, you know, the, the thought of committing it had crossed his mind. He acted like he maybe had some reservations about you know, Tennessee's whole NCAA situation, just wanted to make sure uh, he got the answers he needed on that and waited for, for a final resolution to the case. Uh, but obviously didn't feel the need to wait any longer uh, once he got back on campus Saturday. So Tennessee getting things started and, uh, again, continuing to build on the momentum they, they've had with the 2022 class this summer, uh, now showing that, you know, what, with a staff that's been there now more than six months, you keep getting guys on campus and, and these things tend to happen. And and Jack Luttrell, uh, we'll talk about for the reasons why in a minute, but really I think kind of the perfect type of guy to, to get this 2023 class started for Tennessee as a guy that has East Tennessee ties um, and, and just really kind of fell in love with the program. I think once he got to visit it and get a feel for the staff and everything that they have to offer. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talked about this earlier, so we'll, we'll get to this first because later we're going to discuss what kind of player this is and what this means to get the ball rolling for the class. Before we get to all that though, this is a young man. And we talked about this uh, last week with the podcast, right? I mean, we, we, we've talked about this. Uh, I, I know it, gosh, probably in three or four different podcasts we talked about this over the past few months. But in the situation that Tennessee is in right now, getting guys who have ties to UT, you know, one way or another is huge. And this is a young man who, for a kid who I, I suppose at his age was born and raised in Georgia since his parents moved down there about 20 years ago, uh, he's got a lot of ties to the area, doesn't he, Ryan? This is the kind of guy that they absolutely – have, have got to get, because we talked about this with the situation that they're in, if you have an emotional tie to anybody or any kind of a physical tie to somebody, you got you to gotta get those kids. Yeah, and, and this is a guy who's been kind of all over the place this summer. He, he, went, to, he went to a camp at Texas A&M and really impressed some people down there. Uh, he'd been to multiple camps, I think, and, and impressed some people there. So I think he's a guy that his, you know, he's, he's, he's rated a three-star prospect right now, but his, his stock is rising. And, and to your point about his – uh, about his, his sort of his background, his parents are both uh, both have East Tennessee connections. His dad uh, has has deep ties in Knoxville. His family has lived in Georgia for now the past twenty years or so. Um, so he he's been born and raised in Georgia. But his parents uh, both played sports at Carson Newman. His dad played football there. 
His mom played soccer there, and his dad's from uh, the East Knoxville area, played at Carter High School, coached at Carter High School, and uh, and now, you know, having a chance, you know, he, he admitted, it, hey, it's, it's it's kind of a dream for, for everybody that plays football growing up in East Tennessee to play at Neyland Stadium. Now I get to watch my son play at Neyland Stadium, so – this is clearly a special thing to the, to the Luttrell family, a, a name that still carries some weight. Uh, I know in parts of the Knoxville area, uh, even though he hasn't lived here in 20 years, uh, you know, just posting a story about him recently, there were people on the checkerboard on GoVols 24-7 who were familiar with his dad uh, from his time at Carter. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is, a, this is, like you said, it's a connection to the program, a connection uh, to, to East Tennessee, at least, that it gives you that gives Tennessee a foothold with, with a player like that. You got to take advantage of things like that when you're building back like Tennessee. Uh, and, and we've seen this before. You know, Vic Wharton was kind of that type of guy in the 2014 class way back. And uh, you know, when when Butch Jones was getting started, sometimes it takes a guy like that to to sort of get things started. And, and they're hoping he can be you know that that type of spark plug can go out and do some peer recruiting. And uh, you know, mentioned he's already kind of got his sights set on a few guys that that he knows and, and has met on Tennessee visits and things like that. So. Uh, that, that's the kind of guy that sometimes is perfect to spearhead a, a class and sort of get things started. So it makes a lot of sense that he's the first commitment for the 2023 class. Yeah. I, let, let me be clear about this. I've been on record many times over the years and I, and I firmly believe this. I've always said that a, a kid can have, you know, emotional ties to the university of Tennessee. A kid can grow up in, you know, in an orange crib with, you know, the power T on his wall, you know, the, 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 the fathead players on the wall, you know, going to games. A kid can love the University of Tennessee. That's not going to mean that he's a better player when he lines up and plays for the University of Tennessee. You know, I don't think Peyton Manning grew up in New Orleans dreaming of playing at the University of Tennessee. And, you know, now that he's a, you know, who's a more prominent University of Tennessee grad anywhere in the world? You're not going to find one probably. So that kind of stuff, I don't think that it matters. I don't think it helps you on the field. What I think it does help you is when you have those ties in recruiting because you can get those kids into your program and then maybe they're less likely to leave in the portal or whatever. I mean, you could make that argument semantics, but I, my point is I don't think that it just because this kid grew up, you know, and his parents were, you know, Knoxville area people and all that, that that's all well and good. But I'm just wondering what are this kid's ties in terms of did he grow up a Tennessee fan just because his his dad dreamed of playing there, or, or was this a kid who just was an SEC fan because he was born and raised in Georgia? Did you get any of that info when talking to him, Ryan? Yeah, I don't think he's grown up. You know, it, it, again, he's he's been born and raised in Georgia and all of that, so I I don't think he's necessarily he hasn't he hasn't grown up going to games at Tennessee. You know, his dad's a coach, so uh, they don't have a lot of time during football season probably to go to a lot of games. So he's never been to one, to to my knowledge at Tennessee. I think that's what his dad said when we spoke. So yeah, that really not that kind of guy that just, you know, was, was a, a dyed in the wool Tennessee fan from the start. Uh, I think it just was a useful connection that maybe made it a little bit easier for him to pick Tennessee. You know, he's still got family in the area and things like that. So uh, it, it, it's an added bonus for him. I don't think it's one of those things where he was seeking out Tennessee from the start, you know, at one point earlier in his recruitment, and it's hard to believe it's that, that this has happened with a guy like this who's just now going into his junior year. But I think at one point he sort of had his sights set on Notre Dame. So he's already had uh, a couple shifts in, in his recruitment. He's had a lot of interest for major programs. And, and I think at one point he was he was fairly close to maybe picking Notre Dame. And then uh, and, and then things changed. And, and, you know, he's looking around and Texas A&M and all these other places are wanting to get him on campus this summer. So uh, he, he's he's not necessarily just looked at Tennessee from the start. This is just. Uh, I, I think the connections in this case were sort of just something that made 
Tennessee feel even more comfortable. But really, this is this is a kid that just kind of got sold on the, the the whole package of Tennessee, the being close to home, the chance to play in the SEC, buying into what this staff is selling, uh, feeling comfortable there. And then I think the family aspect uh, probably just made it feel even better to to him. You know, sometimes you, you get on a visit like that with with parents who who have ties to a program and, and, and your parents maybe react a little bit differently. You see a little bit different look in their eyes. You never know how much that can impact a kid to see, you know, his parents maybe excited a little bit about where he could go to school. So um, when, when you see something like that, maybe that impacted him, but I definitely wouldn't say this is a case where, you know, he grew up with a room full of orange stuff and, and he just wanted to play at Tennessee from the start. It was a pretty open recruitment where Tennessee just kind of caught his attention this summer. And, and in terms of, of, of sort of, I guess, just hit his recruitment. You mentioned this a little bit earlier, but you know, it is a little bit early, right? This kid's not really started his junior season of high school yet, but he's gone around to some camps. He's gotten some attention. Is this, how much more, if any, do you take a, you know, with a grain of salt when a kid commits like this early, you know, sometimes a lot of times the first kid who commits to a class will end up staying, but um, you know, is this something where you have to kind of say, okay, there's a long way to go towards signing day here, or do you get the sense from talking to this kid like, no, I think he just wanted to get this done early, and now he's moving forward? Yeah, well, I certainly – I mean, I, you have to preface it with it's early and things can always change. Uh, you, you know, you never know. Now, realistically, I think there's a good chance he, he sticks with this. I, I, I don't see him uh, playing to look around, certainly, and, and, you know, I think anything short of a coaching change at Tennessee – uh, and, and they'll probably be in pretty good shape or at least have a, a good chance of holding on. But it, it's a two-way street, right? Commitments always can change for multiple reasons, and, and you never know when an evaluation can change uh, to the point that the, the, the school you know, contact falls off or whatever, uh, and, and, and things can fall apart. So you never say never. But I think in this case, you know, Tennessee's seen him work out in person, liked him. Um, you know, he actually had a, a pretty cool highlight at, at Tennessee's camp last month where he – uh, where he went up and and w- in one rep at wide receiver, he plays two ways in high school, like a lot of versatile players like him. Um, but you know, I don't think he projects as that in, in college or anything, and, and is not under the impression that he projects as a wide receiver. But he took a rep at wide receiver, and he goes up and reaches over, kind of over the defensive back that's covering him, and makes this kind of ridiculous one-handed catch. And and so he tweets the video, and a lot of people have have, uh, have commented on it and had some fun with that. So you know, he, he's he's just. Uh, he's just that kind of guy, but he, he is, um, you know, his, his recruitment's been, um, been interesting, but I think he's, he's already gone enough places that he's got a, got a good feel for what's out there. And I think he's got a good feel for Tennessee. And again, with the family ties close to home, all that, I think he feels like he's found a home and, and, you know, chances are he's probably done. Uh, you know, I, I, again, you never say never, but I think as far as early commitments go, this is you know one of the better ones you'd feel you feel good about holding on to I think right now if you're Tennessee yeah you mentioned something there a little bit that I want to talk about in the second segment and, and that's just talking about this this young man as a prospect what kind of you know is he definitely a safety could, could he maybe look over it wide out you know what what kind of a prospect is he you know what, what kind of a player is he there's a lot of that stuff we need to get to and we're going to get to that here in the second segment plus a couple other things but before we do that uh, we got to step away for a second pay some bills listen to some products services in-house ads other fun things and we will be right back here on the go vols 24 7 podcast hashtag ad 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ad you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his Callahan Home Daycare Center. Talking about the, the latest addition uh, for Tennessee football recruiting, but not a 2022 class. Uh, this is for the 2023 class. The Vols have gotten off the board in 2023, getting safety, Jack Luttrell, we, we think, Pretty sure safety, Jack Luttrell, uh, down there from uh, uh, Hebron Christian Academy down there in uh, Dacula, Georgia. It, it always, it, it's always or Dacula. It's always an interesting way because I think I, I say the town name right, but I'm never really sure. But I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. He's got one of those. Wait, is this for sure how you pronounce the school? Is this how you for sure pronounce the town? But I think we've got it right, and we got a lot more to talk about with this young man. Before we do that, though, quick reminder, guys. If you could take about 90 seconds out of your day right now, go in and rate and review this podcast and mash that subscribe button. Uh, listen, if you're just listening on the website, we love you. We got no problem with that. Every listen is a good listen. That The more the merrier, and that's great. But the one thing that you could do that would help us out the most is if you go in there and rate and review this podcast, hit the subscribe button, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere in the world, you can cast the fine pod. You can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we're happy to do it. But the one thing we ask is if you go in and rate and review and also tell your friends. that It's kind of an old school. So we got a new school way for you to help us, and we got an old school way for you to help us. And either way that you do that, we'd like both. But if you do either one of those things, hey, we appreciate it. Ryan, back to this young man here, this Jack Luttrell. You talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, but just to get this out of the way before we talk about him as a, as a safety – we're pretty sure even though this kid's got some some ball skills and even though this kid obviously has good hands and he can make plays at wide receiver, he looks like a defensive player for the next level, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and first, before we move on, I, I can help with this the whole Pan-Pam situation. The whole Pan-Pam uh, thing, yeah. Yeah, it is it is Decula. There you go. Um, and and, and, and he, Hebron Christian Academy. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, Luttrell is definitely a safety. I think that, that's what Tennessee has in mind for him. He's not the – He's not the biggest, most physically imposing safety right now. He measured in at, at, at six six feet, uh, 172 pounds, I think, at Tennessee's camp back in late June. So not the biggest guy at safety, but I think when you put a few more pounds on him, which is going to naturally happen, right? He's only going into his junior year of high school. Um, he, he probably projects us closer to a 200-pound safety over time. I, I think he's got the frame to certainly put on uh, another 20 pounds pretty comfortably. So uh, that's where you want them a lot of times at this age. So I think he's just fine there. And the thing you like about him, the reason you project him to, to safety 
instead of corner. Uh, a lot of times it is just a speed thing. He's got pretty good speed, but this kid can hit. Uh, he's got the natural skill set, I think, of a safety just in terms of just his, his physicality. For a guy his size, he, he packs a pretty good punch when he tackles. So I, I think that's why you see everybody kind of viewing him as a safety right now. Uh, you know, again, not the highest rated guy right now early on, mid, mid three star in the 24 seven sports ratings. But uh, that's pretty early. And I think based on what our analysts have seen from him and, and based on the feedback he's gotten from college camps, uh, certainly think there's a chance for him to, to move up. So this is a nice, not nice foundational piece for Tennessee's class. And I, I think a guy that Tennessee's pretty, pretty happy to, to get to start things off for 2023. Just an all around good football player, coach's son. You know, that, that this is the kind of guy you want uh, early on in your class to, to get things started and to sort of be, uh, you know, again, that ringleader for a cl- recruiting class to try to go out there, carry the flag for you in the state of Georgia, which is obviously loaded with talent. And, you know, he, he gives you a, a, some, some name recognition there because he's, he's connected to some guys there. They're recruiting in, in 2023 and even 2024. You mentioned there's a really talented linebacker, Sammy Brown, uh, that was a just an absolute freak uh, that, that was at Tennessee's camp. Uh, really big, really fast uh, for, a, for a sophomore in high school. He's a friend of his. So, you know, maybe this helps you with a guy like that down the road. Long way to go for that. But the point is he carries the flag for you in Georgia, maybe helps you in recruiting a little bit and, and get things started. But, yeah, he's a safety, and, and I think his, his dad feels that's where he plays in college. That's pretty much where everybody views him. So I, I think he'll play in the secondary for sure. Look at you over there uh, taking my follow-up questions before I even ask them and using them in your answers. Do you know when you do that sometimes? Do you know how you do that sometimes, Ryan? You just did that. Sorry? It's all Wait, right. Which one? Uh, I was going to – we were, and we're still going to do it, but but discuss sort of being a coach's kid and those kinds of things because this is always something that fascinates me because when you grow up, you know, and, and you're playing on a team with a coach's kid, sometimes you're like, ugh, coach's kid, and they annoy you. But if I'm a, <laughs> if I'm a recruiter, if I'm a recruiter and, and I'm looking to, to add players to my college football program – Anyone who was a coach's kid uh, goes up a little bit in my book um, because th- those are kids who have grown up around the game, probably grew up with a football in the crib, probably grew up uh, you know, watching, uh, their, watching their dad go through all the practices and mimicking those players and sort of being around them in the field house and those things. I just, and I'm not saying that, that, that you obviously, most kids are not coaches' kids, so you can't just go get those kinds of kids. But when you have the opportunity and you have a kid who's athletically good enough to do that, I really like having coaches' kids. Yeah, I, I think so too. There's, there's a, lot of, a, a lot to be said for that. They, they often, uh, and not, not always uh, is this the case, but they often, uh, they understand the work ethic you have to have to be good. Uh, they understand the preparation you have to have off the field, uh, both in the weight room and in watching film, things like that. They usually are pretty smart players naturally and understand the game. They're, they tend to be more students of the game. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot uh, that, that goes into that. And they understand what, where a coach is coming from. So you often, uh, not not always, uh, you know, it's not necessarily a, a, just a, a hard and fast rule, but you often can coach them pretty hard because they understand where coaches are coming from because their dad was a coach um, or, or, or their mom in some cases, maybe. So you, you certainly see that uh, where there are tons of just intangible benefits that come with having a, a coach's son. And, and you know, I, I, whether it's with Ty Simpson, the Alabama quarterback commitment, you know, certainly seen that with him. Uh, but even in Tennessee's 2022 class, Cameron Miller, another in-state guy, um, you know, his, his dad, Cedric Miller, is his head coach. Um, so you certainly see that where, you know, the guys who are coaches' sons uh, that, that are very good players, that's a nice added bonus to have those types of guys um, because you, you, you know that you're getting a certain mentality from them. And, and they can, you know, especially with a program like this that's building, 
you can count on those guys to be kind of tone setters in the weight room, off the field, and, and just to, to do things the right way for the most part. So I think it's, it is a, definitely an added bonus, and you can see that, I think, in the way Jack Luttrell plays. It, it certainly shows up, I think, in some in some cases that he is a coach's son. And, you know, you, you, talk, you talk about the size, right? You, you talk about how, you know, maybe he's got the frame to add a little bit more. It's interesting because there are sometimes you, you see a player like, you know, an Arch Manning or someone like that who pretty much from their freshman year, sophomore year of high school, you go, yep, that's a stud. Everybody's going to want him. Everybody offers him. In a lot of cases, though, you're, you're doing a lot more projecting when you're taking these early commitments, aren't you? Because you, you're talking about – maybe two full years of growth in terms of not just how how big you're going to get but but how tall you're going to get right will, will your arms get longer you know the, the, these kinds of things at that age you, you see kids who blossom late you see kids who peak early so you're always taking a little bit more of a gamble here aren't you because you you know this kid could you know end up getting a couple inches taller and a little bit bigger or, or he could have already peaked so you don't really know when you're doing that, right? I mean, that, that's always something anytime you take even a senior. But but when you're taking a kid who hasn't started his junior season yet, you have to think about that, don't you? You, you do. And, and yeah, I, I think they they have a good enough feel for him that based on where he is now, I think the thought is, you know, he's six feet, so you don't have to worry about him being undersized. You know, there, there are plenty of safeties out there who are only 5'10", 5'11". Uh, you you kind of hope they get an inch taller and, and, and you keep recruiting him. In his case, I think you feel good about the height because he's already six feet, so no no worries there. Um, so if he is done growing, then then hey, you're fine, and he just you know can put on some weight, continue to fill out like any high school player will, and he'll be right where you want him in a couple of years. You know, I think he probably gets on campus, uh, you know, just projecting natural growth. It, it wouldn't be unreasonable at all to say he's going already going to be 185, 190 pounds by the time he shows up at Tennessee, and that's just guessing two years out. But certainly would not be unreasonable to expect that. Uh, and, and that would be a, a good-looking safety, I think, coming as a freshman around that size. So I, I think there's a lot to like about that. Uh, you never know how speed and things like that can progress, but based on what they've already seen from him, just good athlete, good football player. Again, plays with a lot of physicality for a guy who, who's, who only weighed in at 172 or so about a month ago. Um, that There's a lot to like about him just on, on film overall at, at his current size. So, yeah, there's always some projection involved, especially this early uh, but you don't have to do a whole lot of projecting with his frame and everything. I think every, everyone likes what they've seen from him. Our analysts have liked him at multiple stops this year. Uh, college coaches have too, you know, with a pretty good offer list early on. So uh, I, I think there's, you know, you don't have to reach a whole lot to, to find reasons to, to like Jack Luttrell on the field. He's, he's a pretty good player. And I know you mentioned this also a little bit earlier, but in terms of, and this is the last thing I've got, by the way, when, when you ask about, you know, you, you've mentioned that this this young man wants to help Tennessee build a class, right? And and, and in terms of, of both personality and connections, being a coach's kid, you know, you know, if you're a coach's kid and you go on the camp circuit, that's two really good avenues for you to go out there and, and sort of befriend other prospects and, and see, you know, who you might try to want to team up with. You know, kids are always trying to do that. In terms of some of the connections of this kid, I know you've mentioned a name or two, but but is this the kind of kid with the personality to do that? Does he does he have the sort of personality that, that sort of magnetic, the, the magnetic quality to him and, and the connections? Could he really help Tennessee? You know, go out there because on the surface you see a three star guy, but then you start saying, hey, he's done really well at camps. He's a coach's kid. He knows a lot of people. This this could be good for Tennessee. Yeah, well, I, th- I think for starters, fans will probably like this. He, if you follow him on Twitter, you know that he's got the nickname White Lightning in, in quotation marks. Uh, it's a good his, start. It's a good start. Twitter display name. So that, that gives you a chance. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think he does. He has that type of personality. You know, uh, I, I, 
time will tell, obviously, how much uh, he, he'll get into that. You never know early on, especially how a player uh, is going to be as a peer recruiter. Uh, and, and he's not just automatically tied in as far, at least not that I know of right now, to just a bunch of players to where uh, th- this is the guy that gives you a, a ton of just automatic ends with players in Georgia or anything like that. But he, he does have the one uh, that's a you know, really talented 2024 prospect I mentioned earlier, Sammy Brown. Uh, so, so there is that. And then I, d- I think he does have a little bit of that personality that you want to see, you know, again, coach's son, pretty comfortable talking with media, things like that. So I think he's got some personality to him and, and, and can have some fun with the recruiting angles. So we'll see, uh, you know, sometimes you don't know until after it happens. So going forward, we'll evaluate that. But I think just based on what I've, what I've seen from him talking with him so far, I think he does have that kind of personality that can give you that. And uh, we'll, we'll see. He, he certainly showed some interest at least in sort of, uh, carrying that banner for Tennessee and getting things started. So we'll, we'll see how he does, but I think he's got, got some potential in that area. Do you think we can help him here and, and make the official title of this podcast, have the headline be go balls 24 seven podcast, white lightning commits to balls. Do you think we can do that? Or do we have to say like 2023 Georgia safety commits to Tennessee? What do you think, Ryan? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I can run it by him. See what he thinks if you want. No, uh, I mean, he, he put it on his Twitter bio, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's there. It's his name, Jack White Lightning Luttrell. It's uh, right there at the top. So, yeah, no, uh, hey, wh- whatever you want, right? But I mean, this uh, is yeah, Rocky that's... Top Moonshine Stills. Come on, Ryan. It's perfect. Yeah. And, and I by think the you're way, something. so now people will know when they're listening to the end, end of this podcast that if that's not the official title of this podcast, it is Ryan's fault. And you can send complaints <laughs> to twitter.com slash Ryan Callahan 24 7. Does that sound right to you? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't say that. But, uh, you know, uh, I think you're. I think you squeeze in Rocky Top and White Lightning. I think you're onto something there. That's got a nice, nice sound to it. That's, it it that's, fits. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, man. You got anything else before we step on out of here, Ryan? No, uh, just like, like we were saying earlier. Good start to, to the 2023 class for Tennessee. Is it a nice? Uh, I think it makes everybody feel better just about sort of the future of the program to get something like this coming out of the summer. Uh, you've not only gotten some some key pieces in the 2022 class, but now gotten things started in 2023. Uh, for six months in, after a bit of a slow start, uh, which was to be expected with the dead period, I think they're they're in a good place now and, and now getting the 2023 class going. Uh, it, it's a good exit to the summer, I would say, with uh, with obviously the start of preseason camp just uh, a few days away now. So it's a nice early pickup for Tennessee. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it then, Ryan. We'll go ahead and, and tell you to, to, to get on out of here, and I'll chop this up, and then we'll get it out to the people. Thanks, man. Sounds good. Thanks, Wes. And you know what, guys? There's that button. There's that button. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We say this every single time, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Twitter.com slash Grant Ramey. If you want just Tennessee news, nothing else on your feed. You don't want any of that personal stuff, none of those baby picks and me complaining about the Cubs trading their entire franchise, including possibly the Ivy of Wrigley Field. You don't want to hear any of that. You just want the Vols. Go to twitter.com slash govols247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govols247, where that page is updated throughout the day, pretty much every hour, every day. Tons and tons of Vols information on there. Also SEC stuff, college stuff, you know, a couple, some, some Titans and Grizz stuff here and there. Just things that we think Vols fans will be interested in. But you can go to Facebook dot com slash go balls 24 7 and get that but if you want that best most delicious unfiltered east tennessee smoky mountain spring water right from the tap 
Go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball coverage on there. Lady Vols coverage with Maria Cornelius, who does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us. We've got two forums running around the clock, 24-7. It's called that for a reason. We've got the checkerboard and the summit. Two forums where you can 24 hours a day talk about anything you want that's not politics or religion, and we will be in there discussing it with you and having a good old time, whether it's sports or not sports. Anything but those two no-goes, and we are fun. We are fun people because we avoid those two topics, and we have fun with everything else. So go there and do that. GoVoss247.com. That's a couple dozen content items a day usually, plus all that other stuff I just mentioned. All of that for the low, low price of less than one mediocre lunch per month. That is all it costs. And you can go to GoVols247.com and get that. Start off with a free trial. And most people who do that stick around because they realize bang for the buck, that's a pretty good deal. And if you do that and you pay us that ridiculously reasonable rate, we will give you, on top of that, free access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, which is used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus. That's the streaming arm of CBS Viacom. And you've heard me say this a million times, guys, but there's all kinds of movies, live sports, including SEC stuff, fall stuff, PGA Tour, NFL, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, all kinds of movies, new and, you know, the the, the new Quiet Place, that's on there for free. Guys, that's a $100 plus annual value. Plus, you get stuff from Comedy Central, BET, MTV, Nickelodeon, and Smithsonian. All of that, that's $100 plus commercial free in your pocket, no questions asked, on top of getting an already good deal. No one else can do that for you guys. No one else can do that for you. We can. So go check that out at GoVols247.com. If nothing else, you should hear from us again by Monday at the latest, unless there's some big news before then. So until then, guys, uh, let, let's be careful. That COVID's going around again pretty pretty hard. You know, wear those masks, stay six feet apart, get that vaccination, do all that stuff. And if nothing else, just be freaking nice to each other. There's too many people out there being rude. Let's be nice to each other. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.